Hello, and thank you once again for tuning into the Reptile Living Room. Uh, today is an emergency broadcast uh, show from us because, once again, our hobby is under attack from who else but one of the major organizations or lobbyists um, called Defenders of Wildlife, of all people. They're actually not defending the wildlife. They want to take away our rights to own amphibians. In regards to listing all live amphibians in the trade as injurious and less free of the chytrid uh, fungus, basically. And so today we get on the phone with uh, Andrew Wyatt, and in a little bit here we're going to be talking to uh, Brian Barchick as well. Now, Andrew Wyatt, uh, for those who are unfamiliar with him, is from the U.S. ARC, or United States Amphibian and Reptile Keepers Association. They are the uh, spearhead of the drive to stop the python bans as well as this new amphibian ban. And Andrew tells us how we can get involved, how you, our listeners, can get involved with this. So please, listen carefully, get involved. Folks, like Mark Romansky said, today it's pythons, tomorrow it's poodles. We are dead serious about this. Please, please, please get involved. Uh, once again, this is an emergency broadcast from the Reptile Apartment Living Room. Uh, look forward to hearing your feedback on the show. And uh, without further ado, here's Andrew Wyatt. Thank you. Now, uh, so like, I was, like we were talking about, Andrew, we just got this alert uh, deadline about the public comment uh, for the amphibian listing. And uh, you're with U.S. Arc. You're the um, basically owner of U.S. Arc, if you will. Uh, I'm, I'm not the owner of U.S. Arc. I am... I am the founder, um, oh, founder but sorry. I am an I am an uh, I am an employee okay. uh, at this point, and I am the the president and CEO of oh. US Arc, and I, I serve at the pleasure of our board of directors. Oh, okay, very good, sir. I appreciate that. Now, um, from what I'm reading in this alert, basically they want to ban amphibians due to the citrid fungus. Is my yeah the the Chytrid fungus, that's correct. Right. So now, how would our readers um, that aren't already signed up with U.S. ARC, how would they uh, go about uh, stopping this, and how did this come about that this could even happen? Well, I mean, it came about because uh, a, a large uh, NGO, a powerful special interest group called the Defenders of Wildlife, filed a petition mm-hmm. with the... U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to add all uh, all amphibians to what's called the injurious wildlife list of the Lacey Act. Right. Which would then, if if that were to happen, what happens with the injurious wildlife list is anything listed on there, um, it would become a felony to bring it into the country, and it would be a felony to move it across state lines. Wow. Isn't so. That- um, and so that was and, and and it's and it's pretty there isn't let's put it this way as well you know people are like okay but I'll be able to still work with them within my state right. well maybe maybe not because there isn't anything on the injurious wildlife list of the Lacey Act that hasn't also been banned at the state level by all the states the states are basically would follow suit quickly uh, to ban possession of those animals within the state um, because they don't allow American citizens to possess uh, what's termed injurious wildlife, and uh, you know there's nothing that's on the injurious wildlife list that is allowed uh, by state governments to, to be possessed. So um, the the federal government doesn't have the power to ban possession. 
the state government does once the feds put it on the injurious wildlife list, it won't be long before the the, the state governments follow suit and and ban the possession as well. Oh my gosh! So not only you can't transport it, you can't even own it in your own state. Now this is almost it seems almost. Uh, uh, to piggyback on the recent Python ban that's been uh, being thrown around. Well, I think that that a lot of the uh, the precedent set by the the, the constrictor listing, mm-hmm. um, the Python ba- ban, as you say, but that's the same type of thing where they're looking to add uh, uh, nine uh, pythons, anacondas, and boa constrictor to the injurious wildlife list. Right. Okay. And um, so that would, again, that would uh, uh, make it, transferring it across state lines or bringing it into the country a felony. Um, and, and the states would probably soon uh, follow suit by passing um, uh, state legislation ownership. that would ban the ownership. Right. Um, but it's, I think this is the very early stages right. of the amphibian listing. Um, and uh, right now it's what's called a notice of inquiry where they're, quote, just collecting information to see w- whether they want to, to move forward or not. Okay. And uh, so uh, this happened with the constrictors back in 2008. Right. Okay, so it's taken a couple of years to come around to, to fruition and the rulemaking, et cetera, but, uh, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the thing that people need to do is they need to make public comment. Okay. You know the the uh, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service uh, when they publish a notice of inquiry like this in the in the Federal Register, then they open open up a public comment period, and it's been going on for some time. Just a lot of people haven't been paying a lot of attention to it. There's been other things going on, mm-hmm. and you know, as you know, the the herp industry has has faced challenges on a number of levels yeah. uh, over the past couple of years, and so the the amphibian listing isn't the only thing going on out there, but it is very important. It is in the very early stages, and it's important that people make public comment right now. Mm-hmm. And um, the the easiest way to do that is uh, uh, through the government portal. Okay. I mean, it, you should be. It's it's fairly easy to find uh, the U.S. ARC uh, bulletin. Uh, that's out there explaining step-by-step step how to make a public comment and giving you the link to the government portal. You can't just send them an email. It's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's an official U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service uh, kind of uh, Internet portal that you have to go to, mm-hmm. and you've got to make your submission in a certain way and provide certain information. And, and, and we make that real easy for you and spell it out, you know, step-by-step step how to do it. Right. Um, you can find it uh, pretty easily on Facebook. You can, uh, if you go to um, U.S. Arc on, on Facebook, it's posted up there. Or chances are, if you're on Facebook, one of your friends is passing it around. Right. Um, and so you'll see it. All, it's going to be all. It's all over Facebook. Okay. Um, it's uh, you can. Uh, it's also all over the forums. I mean, if you go to. Uh, you know, Bushley Breeders Club, if you go to King Snake, if you go to, you know, Red Tail Boas, if you go to uh, Fauna, if you go to, uh, you know, any number of about probably 18 different uh, forums mm-hmm. around out there, you're going to find it. 
Okay. You can also go to usarc.org. Right. And go to the uh, Reptile Nation page, and it's kind of set up like a it's kind of set up like a forum, but it's more like a blog. Okay. You know, and uh, and you go to Reptile Nation News, and it'll be right up at the top of the list, and that's what what I meant by uh, a blog. It's kind of goes in chronological order. Everything we've ever put out is on that Reptile Nation News, kind of in a blog format. And, mm-hmm. it, and it goes chronologically, and the, the newest one is going to be the amphibian listing. Okay. So any one of those, it's not hard to find. You get on the Internet, you, it's not hard to find, and you just follow the instructions. There's a sample letter. Uh, there's uh, detailed instructions on how to make the, the comment. Uh, there's links to the government portal. So it, we, we make it about as easy as it p- can possibly be, and it only takes about five minutes to do it. Right, right. Now, so we need to urge as many people as possible <coughs> to do it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, just for our listeners, um, once again, the website was usark.org. It's usark.org. And like Andrew said, it's very easy to find. Um, you can also sign up to join the USARC um, all over the web uh, web pages and uh, various websites there. And you can get these alerts delivered directly to your email, which is how I got this one. Um, and you can be counted among the number of uh, reptile keepers in the world that would actually like to keep our hobby going. Now, uh, Absolutely. Now, um, what's going on with the uh, Python ban as far as that's concerned? Is that, has that been stopped yet? Are we still working on that? Um, well, in, it's, you know, it's fairly complicated. Right. I mean, it's not, if you're intimately familiar with it, it's not really all that complicated. But right. It, it's it, it can be confusing. Yeah. Okay. There's there is there's two different elements to it. Okay. There's a legislative side to it, mm-hmm. which means uh, you know a a federal bill. Right. Um. You know there was a House bill HR twenty eight eleven, and there was a Senate bill S three seven three. Mm-hmm. And they would originally banned all forty seven species of pythons. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they they ended up uh, we were able to to get them. Uh, modified and changed, and they they actually don't match up anymore. Okay. Um, one wants to to add uh, the Burmese python and the Northern African python, mm-hmm. the House bill, and then the Senate bill wants to to add the nine constrictors from the USGS report. Um, and so they don't match up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have to be re- reconciled. Uh, there's been a push here at the end of the year uh, to get the the Senate bill. Um, tagged on to a large omnibus uh, natural resources and, and land bill. Uh, and there's about a, a dozen bills from the committee that, that, that our bill was in uh, that were being forwarded to this omnibus bill. So we were we had a campaign going on the, the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, to block that. And, right. uh, but we won't, we won't know for sure until the end of the, the lame duck session. But... Okay. All of the federal bills that started in the in the 111th Congress, HR 669, which would have banned most non-native animals, right. uh, HR 2811, the the House counterpart to our our Senate Python ban, those are all still alive. Okay, okay? we might have done done a good job of derailing them and stopping the momentum and stuff, but they're still alive. So that's the legislative side. 
of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a regulatory side as well. So you have the legislative side with the bills, and then you've got the regulatory side with U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and okay. a rulemaking. That's what the amphibian listing is about. That's, a, that's, a, the, that's the first step in a rulemaking, mm-hmm. and that's where we're at with the constrictor ban, the python ban, okay. um, where they're wanting to, <coughs> to do a rulemaking that will add all nine constrictors detailed in the USGS constrictor report to the injurious wildlife list of the Lacey Act. Okay. Okay. They had public comment uh, early last summer. Right. Um, we uh, we asked for it to be extended. They gave us an extension. Um, we, during the extension period of time, uh, we filed a formal challenge because uh, of the the USGS report because we don't think that uh, USGS followed their own guidelines uh, for standards and quality of information under what you call the Administrative Procedures Act mm-hmm. and the Information Quality Act. So we were able to file a challenge, a 16-point challenge, basically outlining all the problems they had with the constrictor report. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they basically rejected that out of hand, and we filed an appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, but what but what has what has and uh, so what has happened is we've been able to build this procedural public record of the problems that they have and are ignoring with their science that supports their rulemaking. Also, during that period of time, we were able to get scientists from all around the world to weigh in right. on it. Right. And that. there was a number of sci- there was a number of cold weather. Uh, Python studies that came in that all contradicted the the premise in the in the constrictor report the that reports, these animals yeah. were going to live all over the southern third of the United States. Right, right, I do remember. So that. they made a mistake by allowing us more time, and we've been able to build this procedural record that we've been stacking the evidence up, mm-hmm. and now uh, uh, we we've set it up to to file a federal lawsuit okay. and. Um, it looks like there there will be some movement on it probably in February. Mm-hmm. You know what they're going to do. We're not exactly sure right now. Okay. Um, you know whether they're going to back off of it, whether they're going to make the rule as originally written, whether they're going to try and pass a, a uh, um, uh, an alternative version of it, whether they're going to. We just don't know exactly what they're going to do right okay. now. And uh, but. We feel like their best opportunity to have gotten it through was last summer, and they okay. didn't do it. Okay. We're going to have the opportunity now with a new Republican Congress to put a lot more outside pressure on it. Uh, there's going to be a lot more government oversight as far as, as, because this is not something new to the Department of Interior, having problems with your science and basically making policy decisions based on staff preference oh, wow. instead, of, uh, instead of hard science. So we we saw it at, uh, with uh, the oil spill, you mm-hmm. know, the, uh, while the Obama administration was making a sweetheart deal with uh, BP to be their, their uh, flagship oil company, and, and they were going to give them, expedite their permits, not do due diligence on all that kind of stuff. But then the, the fly in the ointment was that they gave them all this stuff, but then BP spilled oil all over the Gulf. Right. And so that's kind of the same thing that they've, they've done in our case on a much smaller scale is they've just uh, bypassed all of the 
the standards and procedures that they're supposed to go through uh, to make a, a policy decision and just based it all on staff preference. Mm. And, uh, and, and that's going to be, if, if we win this thing, that's going to be why, because, uh, because we've able, been able to bring attention to that fact and, uh, and overturn their case. So it looks like we'll be knowing a lot more come February. Okay. And, and, and it's really important for people to realize on both of these things, <laughs> this is far, about far more than constrictor snakes and far more than amphibians. Right. Because what's happening here is the big special interest groups like the Defenders of Wildlife mm-hmm. and the Nature Conservancy, who are behind this, by the way. Right. It's not PETA. You know, a lot, everybody thinks PETA is behind everything or the, the Humane Society is behind everything. Yeah, PETA and the Humane Society have basically become like the Masonic conspiracy theory for reptiles, it seems. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, but they more ride the, they're more like bandwagon riders. Okay. You know, but the ones who have gotten the ball moving on this stuff are the Defenders of Wildlife and the, the, the Nature Conservancy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and uh, what, they're, what they want to do is they want to end uh, the, the, the practice of keeping animals that are non-native to the United States. Huh. And that doesn't mean that uh, it's not limited to pets or exotic pets or whatever, but that goes to, to animal agriculture, it goes to aquaculture, it goes to uh, uh, zoos. Um, but it does cover dogs, cats, everything, anything non-native to the United States. Right. Um, they do not want here. And this, these rulemakings could set precedent in that direction. Never before has the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service attempted to list so many animals at one time with no sound scientific underpinnings. That is a huge precedent. Wow. Number two... Never have they tried to list anything that is so widely held already by the American public. Once they break down those two doors, it's on, and it could change the way the United States treats animals and animal ownership forever. Yeah, definitely, because now, you know, like you said, it affects dogs, cats. I mean, anything that's non-native, they can just, you know, randomly decide now. They can, they can make an arbitrary and capricious decision right. that anything that is non-native to the United States could potentially, under some scenario, be considered injurious wildlife, and they don't have to have the science to prove it because they've already set the precedent that you don't. So that's why it's so important that even if you don't keep amphibians, even if you don't keep constrictor snakes, that you may comment on these things and you get involved because there's so much more at stake here. And it's something that I've been trying to pitch to animal agriculture, to the pet industry, to, uh, you know, the uh, AZA, to all these people that have a lot at stake here and don't even really realize it yet. Right. You know, they're thinking about this stuff, oh, it's the, it's the frog thing, it's the, it's the, the snake thing, you know. Well, right. no, it's about a lot more than that. And if you don't wake up and smell the coffee, you know, by the time it, this thing is through, it's going to be Defenders of Wildlife and the Nature Conservancy are going to be knocking on your door. Right. Wow. That's amazing. Well, um, Andrew, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, speak with our uh, listeners and let us know how we can get involved. 
Uh, once again, you're the president and CEO for USARC.org, which is the uh, United States Amphibian and Reptile, Reptile Keepers Association. Uh, we do recommend our listeners get over to that website, um, join in. It doesn't cost you a thing unless you want to donate to USARC to keep uh, keep our guys uh, going up there in Washington D.C. and getting these uh, bands disbanded and railroaded and making it difficult for them to go through it. In, in any case. And if you do have a website, there's some banner links on there. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can get involved with the U.S. ARC. Uh, so, Andrew, what we're going to do is uh, get this uh, radio show out to our listeners, um, see if we can't get some more people getting on um, to click the link for uh, to go to the government portal. And like you said, it doesn't get any easier than, you know, clicking the link and following the instructions, really. You That's know, it. I mean, you've got it right there, sample letter, copying into a Word file or PDF. Um, you know, if you own a business, put it on your letterhead, send it out. And, you know, it doesn't get any easier than this, folks, but if we don't do something now, like Andrew said, you know, it's going to be, next thing you know, it's going to be dogs and cats and everything else, and we're going to lose our zoos and everything. Man, this is just amazing. Uh, so, Andrew, what's uh, what's next on the list for the U.S. ARC? Are you guys going to be, uh, what shows are you going to be at next so people can... The next show we're going to be at, you, you said you're in California? Yes, sir, I'm in California. Uh-huh. We're in California, yeah. Uh, San Diego, actually. San Diego. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to be close by um, on the, I believe it's the 7th and 8th of uh, January. We are going to be uh, up just outside of L.A. and Pomona, oh, Pomona at the show. Reptile Super Show. Yeah. Okay. At the Reptile Super Show in Pomona. We will be having a board meeting from 3 to 6 oh. on, uh, on Friday night. Um, which uh, an hour of it will be uh, open to the general public. Okay. Um, and a big after-party and fundraising auction uh, on Saturday night in the, the, uh, in the hotel. Okay. Um, and it's always a lot of fun. You can stop by and, and, and uh, uh, party with U.S. Arc and the Reptile Nation. Fantastic. Sounds good, Andrew. I really appreciate you and uh, look forward to seeing you. Um, at the Pomona Show, actually, I'll be at both those events, uh, the open uh, meeting there and the uh, reptile auction. And, Very uh, good. Now, uh, there is some uh, contact information also on the U.S. ARC site that, in case you have any questions, comments, you know, anything like yep. that. You can, but, you can always email me at president at usarc.org. Okay. There you go. And okay. uh, they do have, uh, you guys do have some merchandise. And all this stuff, um, any donations or anything like that, all of it goes directly to help, you know, get this stuff off the books and uh, help us keep our amphibians and pets that we want to keep as pets. So right, that's correct. A hundred percent of the money that we take in goes into fighting the fight. Yeah. There's nothing else. Yep, exactly. Well, once again, Andrew, uh, really appreciate you taking the time this morning to, to uh, speak with us. I'm going to uh, get this radio show up on our website, um, and we'll uh, see what we can do about this and see how many people we can get, in, uh, how many more people we can get involved with this. Right on. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Andrew. We'll talk. All right. So there you have it, folks. That was uh, Andrew Wyatt from the USARC.org. Once again, get involved. Make a change. Do not let these people take away your rights to own amphibians, reptiles, or any other animal species for that matter. Because like Mark Romanski said, today it's, uh, today it's pythons, tomorrow it's poodles. Can't repeat that enough. Um, get involved. USARC.org. USARK.org. Make a donation. Uh, throw throw the uh, notice of inquiry on your letterhead. You know, get your uh, 
get your vote heard. Make a difference. Make a change. Do something. Besides sit there and, you know, whine and complain about, you know, oh, well, you know, it's not involving me. Yeah, it is. Do something now. Do something for your, the trade that you enjoy. And uh, with that, we're going to sign off. Uh, later on today, I'm hoping to talk with Brian Barchick. I won't make any guarantees, but it uh, looks like we are going to talk to him and get his feedback and input on this uh, new amphibian listing as well. So listen up throughout the day. We'll probably be back with another interview at the Reptile Living Room. Thank you very much for tuning in.